This is gonna suck. Hello, my Pied Pipers. This is your cupcake cable guy, Matthew Sanborn Smith, and his strawberry scone sewer worker, Beware the Hairy Mango. I probably should have mentioned this on the first, in case you missed my various messages. This is going to be the most jacked up Mucho Mango Mayo ever. Last year was the Mucho of least preparation ever. Until this year. I'm certain I won't get all the shows done in time, or even most of them. However, you will get every show you normally get. They'll just be late. We'll probably have a chunk of Mucho Mango Mayo, then some Mucho Mango Junio, and maybe even a bit of Mucho Mango Julio. Hell, for all I know, you're getting this episode in November. Just sit back and enjoy the train wreck. Today's story is all about the power of five, an hour of Cinco de Mango Mayo. The next time someone asks you what you mean by a high Alina five Alina, just tell them you'll show them as soon as they hold up their hand Alina. And Alina by Matthew Sanborn Smith. First of all, this is not the imaginary girl-slash-woman Hank Alina from yesterday's episode. This is the fairy tale girl's Hand Alina from today's episode. Not a lot of people know this, but Hans Christian Andersen wrote a sequel to Thumbelina in which she got together with her four sisters, the Fingerlinas, and fought space pirates. The space pirates were a group of generally rude fuckers who stole space wherever they could find it, their favorite type being personal space. They loved to get right up on you and speak so you could feel their breath on your lips and no fleck of spit that left their mouths could possibly land on anything else but you. That shit had to come to an end. When things got really bad, when the pirate's tongue started touching people's skin or some such, Thumbelina and her sisters would fuse themselves together into a giant robot called Handelina. Handelina was really just the size and shape of an average human hand, but seemed giant compared to its constituent sisters. Thumbelina and her sisters did bring down the average hand size when they were in their individual forms, but there were only five of them compared to seven billion. Besides that, once they were in robotic hand form, the average hand size shot up. So, Handelina mostly took care of the pirates by slapping the shit out of them, poking them in the eyes, or picking up a pen and writing dirty limericks about them, and then stabbing them with the pen. They'd tell the pirates they now had ink poisoning, which, although it was silly, was a thing thoroughly believed in by both space pirates and little girl hand monsters, all of whom ran screaming with horrified delight after a vigorous stabbing as if overrun by an entire swarm of cooties. But really, the pirates weren't put off enough by all of this physical attention. They kind of liked being hand-handled, but that was the sort of thing about this story. The author's name was Hands, after all. He really did like Hands touching him in a way that Hands ought not. All of this would have been less creepy if the girls hadn't been underage, although Hands might have argued that in Handelina form, their combined age was well over 12, which I think is the Danish age of consent. Can I get sued for any of this? I think satire is protected from all sorts of bad legal things. Man, I sure hope satire doesn't have to be funny or I am screwed. Does anybody give a fuck about the space pirates anymore? Well, they were all saved by a group of space savers, which in reality saved no space at all, but took some up by the very nature of their existence. But that's how sneaky they were. But Handelina found a flathead screwdriver and disassembled all the space savers so the pirates had no shelves upon which to climb to safety. Then, drunk with flatheaded power, Handelina disassembled all of the space pirates with the screwdriver as well. They weren't robots or anything, mind you, but were disassembled just the same. The pirates' families demanded justice, but Handelina only gave them the finger. The middle sister none of them liked. <laughs>
If this story handed you over, you can finger it and other opposable little women at the web address of the Ball of Stress, BeWhereTheHairyMango.com. No mail! What the hell? Disseminate violently in the comments for this post, or oh Marie mail me, and we'll dine on Louis Primavera at Matthew at BeWhereTheHairyMango.com, or just meet a girl named Marie, uh, oh, at BeWhereTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Whenever we've run out of science fictional ideas, the SF and SF Signal stands for Superfan. Yes, it's Superfan. Strange air mover from another planet, with blades and speed settings far beyond those of mortal fans, faster than a slower fan, more powerful than a less powerful fan, who can change the course of mighty dust motes, blow steel in its bare fans. Ah, fuck it, you get the point. Twitter about Truer Gritter, the western sequel that everyone's crowing about at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. Not only will its Johns be Wayner, its Dennis's will be Hopper, and Martin's will be Struther. Wait, there's a new one? Shit. Tumble like Mr. Bungle, I know that doesn't exactly rhyme, but Mr. Bungle cares not for your literary conventions. If that angers you, go check out BeWhereTheHairyMango.tumblr.com, which is currently Mr. Bungle free. Nothing against Mr. Bungle, that's just the way things turned out. Don't shake your fist, you wouldn't want to be a Mr. Bungle, or maybe you would. By the way, if the words Mr. Bungle cause some sort of epileptic seizure in you or something, I apologize for saying Mr. Bungle so much. Oh, you can't hear me anymore. Give me money! Donate button! Click on it harder than you've ever clicked before. Like in the days before high speed when you were trying to get to that second page when the first one wasn't going to be finished loading for another 12 minutes. Or when someone walked in unexpectedly and you were trying to close that porn site. For the love of God, why wouldn't it close? And then you had to explain why you frantically began tearing all the plugs out of the wall. You already forgot about donating, didn't you? This podcast jiggles provocatively from a Caribbean outhouse that's run out of toilet paper, but it still has a bit of business that refuses to break off, and it might just decide to pull up its pants and take its chances tomorrow night at the laundromat rather than get its hands involved because it makes its living as a professional face painter. But then again, maybe it's time to turn lemons into lemonade, or at least into a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license. Until your happy days turn to Joni Loves Chachi, this will disguise himself as a guy who knows Matthew Sanborn Smith and remind you, every day above ground is a good one. Somewhere a coal miner is crying. Good night.